Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Contact Keller's today and get your yard cleaned up before that dirty old man winter comes. I hate to say it, but he's on his way. The mornings are cold. They're frigid. I don't like it. I'm turning the uh, the steering wheel warmer on. I'm, I'm putting the seat warmers on. It's, it's just miserable. But contact Keller's today. And if you're looking for snow removal services during the winter months, they can take care of that for you too. Do not break your back this winter and leave the heavy lifting to the professionals at Keller's family owned and operated. Their team is looking forward to serving you Keller's garden center and landscaping services located on Kern street in Exeter near blue ribbon dairy. Find them on social media to learn more. Charles Havira, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Good evening. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. How'd you spend the uh, the New Year coming in? Big party? Uh, no, those days are <laughs> uh, they've been kind of long gone. Uh, I stayed uh, uh, home with my son and watched some movies. We we almost made it to midnight. And uh, I would say we were about 20 minutes away, but oh. we we both fell asleep. And I mean, I, it, uh, I set the alarm and we, we had our New Year's moment, but uh, we didn't uh, we didn't last. Yeah. Home stretch. So 20 minutes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how old your son? Eight. Eight. My son yeah. uh, just turned six. Um. And I was going to let him stay up or try to stay up till midnight. I don't think he would have made it, but uh, he doesn't sleep in. That's the problem. If he slept in in the morning after being up late, I'd, I'd try and, and let it go. But uh doesn't sleep in. And I'm like, I'm not going to deal with you being a tired little, little, jer- <laughs> little jerk in the morning. So you're going to bed. I put him to bed okay. at 10. <laughs> but, he was, I mean, we were doing well. I was pretty surprised, but uh once I said, hey, do you want to go upstairs? Yes. <laughs> so we went upstairs and, uh, you know, we watched uh, some additional movies and uh, or movie and uh, but we didn't make it <sighs> next year. It was close. We heard next the year. I heard the 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 fireworks going off and everything. Well, I found a uh, like a kid's countdown on YouTube. So we did that. Um, my daughter is, is 17 months old, so she, we put her down at seven. But I wanted to kind of give my son the the uh, the idea of what it was. And there's this thing on YouTube. And they had, they had a, I don't know, it was like little, little Wayne, a little John, or like just a bunch of music in the background and like graphics and all that kind of stuff. And they did like a little countdown. So we did that at like 10 o'clock for him. And then we put him to bed. 
Yeah. I, we, I, he was saying, I don't want to watch the ball drop. And he said it multiple times. <laughs> and so I didn't push it. I didn't, you know, uh, get into it. But, you know, we watched uh, some Marvel and uh, Marvel movies and things like that. And, and just pretty much swam in that ocean right there. Cool. Well, we're talking the new year. And I feel like um, this year is going to be exciting for you uh, personally, professionally, musically. Uh-huh. Um, got some music coming out. Uh, first time in what, like six, seven years? Uh, let's see. I Yeah, it seems like everything uh, that has been released, it's always a number four to six years in between. And uh, I think the last one was... Yeah, I think I think you're right. Uh, I honestly I don't remember. Maybe it was 2017 or 18. There was a, a, a recording called Actual, uh, which which had some newer songs on and some older songs, but new arrangements. Um, I'm actually going to be going into the studio to uh, Windmill Agency, and that's where uh, the uh, recording is going to take place. Um, I'm going up there on Sunday and I had a show in at, at a chapel in New Angola and it was recorded, videotaped. And so I'm going to be going through that, but I also have some new songs that, or newer songs um that i kind of, i i kind of put out there but i'm i i'm toying with the idea of uh how to how to present it okay. uh it seems so different you know everyone uh, a lot of people say just focus on um you know a song at a time or something like that so uh, another friend of mine who's been working with me, he was saying, just put it all together in one, um, which would be a great idea. Um, but then financially, that comes in. And But I think I, I'm going to release uh, the video, the what I had recorded in, I think it was late July, uh, at in New Angola, and and put that online uh, on uh, my website, and and then follow up with some newer songs that uh, I have multiple versions of, and so while I'm up there on Sunday, I invited a couple musicians to come up to to work on a new song that uh, we're going to try and make happen. A lot of times we just, uh, the last few times we've gone in, we, we've had minimal to no practice whatsoever and go into the studio and say, okay, this is kind of how I think it should sound. And, Sometimes it kind of sounds like what it sounds like in my head. And then other times, because there's 
three, four, five, six, seven other musicians at one time, it comes out another way, but even better than what I had imagined in my head. Right. And who do you and, have working on that with you? Well, Eric Ritter at Windmill, he's going to be steering the ship. Um, uh, producer, engineer, uh, recording engineer. Uh, Nick Driscoll, who uh, in the last couple tunes, I mean, it, depend, it could be flute, could be keyboards, could be saxophone, penny whistle, I don't know. Um, but I think he, uh, I think on this one, if he's going into, for, he has some surgery, so I don't know if he's going to be able to use a, a flute or saxophone. So he's going to focus on keyboards and maybe even do some drumming. Um, Justin Mazer on guitar and myself. Um, but the other tracks that I've, I'm looking to release as a, as a whole had, um, some other players on it and, um, uh, AJ jump on drums, Mark Kaisinger on bass, um, uh, Dan Coyle on flugelhorn, uh, and, uh, Roy Williams on keyboards. And, uh, we had put together a song, um, called Brighten Our View, uh, that was kind of released. It's out there. Um, it's on our, it's on, uh, my website. If, if you do want to take a listen to it, um, but I think I'm going to do another version of that as well and maybe um, instrumentally a approach it another way. Yeah, well, it seems like you have like an all-star uh, all lineup there. It's, they're, they're the best. I, I, I'm lucky to have these players through the years. I've been, uh, I'm, I'm, the list goes on uh, through the years. I've, I played with so many great players, and and as time goes on, um, it changes a little bit. But I always revisit um, players like Pat Flynn on guitar, John Nova uh, guitar. Um, uh, I've had Dylan Skursky on bass. Um, uh, I mean, even when I first started playing. Um, uh, I was in a group called Freight Train, and we started in the early 90s. And so it started um, at Palooka's Diner, in uh, which was right next to Market Street, um, or, or Market, uh, the station, Market Street Square. I forget what it was called back then. Well, do you remember what – there was the station and then the Bebop Cafe. That's what it was. Okay. Do you remember that? I, then, I'm a I'm a little younger than you, just a little bit. <laughs> okay, I'm a little older than you. <laughs> so next to what the Bebop Cafe was, I think they had like a woman woman's leg sticking out of a Cadillac, half of a Cadillac, into the building, and then next to that they had this diner, and that's where it all started for me. I think it was uh, like '91 or even late '90. Uh, uh, a friend of mine in high school, uh, Mary Ellen Moore, she said, I, you know, I, I think, uh, I, I think I'm going to 
I'm going to get you a gig. So she ended up talking to Mitch Kornfeld and I ended up doing this weekly thing and I got to start playing music. And then after I was doing that, there were other players, uh, Justin Gibbon, Kevin Murphy, uh, and other players came along. And then next thing you know, I'm starting a group with some other players. Uh, and then we started playing all over the place through the years. So we had this, uh, it, it, we never, we never had a bass player or it, a Bob Strausser. See, there's all these names coming up. Uh, we, we had different, uh, different bass players. Uh, John Gaffney, another bass player. He was, I guess the original bass player, but then uh, something, I don't know how it played out. Um, but then our future electric guitar player first played bass and our, our first guitar player, he left. So it switched up. And then we had this, I think every Monday night at CC's and music. And sometimes we would have different players each time. Um, and so we were still freight trained, but it kept changing each week. Uh, and Dave Narosky was uh, Dave Narrows, as he's, his stage name is. Jamie Novak was playing with us at that time uh, a little bit. And we were doing some recordings at WVIA and, but it all, I mean, there was always this revolving door of, of players and it, and they're all, they're all good friends of mine. Um, I still, they're all still playing to this day. And, um, uh, Stosh from Moonbag, I, I don't mm -hmm. know if you're, yeah. they're going to, they're going to be coming back together. I just saw something online. He would, he, I did some shows with him, Mark Smith, Mark Hamza. Again, these names just keep going. I'm, I'm, there's probably like 20 other guys that I'll probably name before this uh, interview is over. And, uh, what kind of stuff was, uh, freight train doing? We, we were doing what we have kind of whatever we wanted to do. We had this, we had some type of, we were doing all the wrong things. Uh, uh, that's for sure. And, uh, but we, we definitely had a free form kind of, this was the worst thing, you know, back in 92, you, you had to, you know, get your photograph. You had to write up the bio and say these ridiculous things on what you, what you think you sound like. And it was always funky, groovy, bluesy, jazzy stuff. Um, but we did just that. And it was, um, you know, something coming from, you know, we wanted to explore electronic music. We wanted to explore uh, a blues realm, a jazz realm, a uh, folk realm. And 
uh, instrumentals and we wanted to just put it all together. And that's what we did. And I don't really know what you would call it, but that's, I mean, sometimes we'd be playing a song for 15 minutes and it'd be the first song of a gig we have in state college. And uh, maybe we shouldn't have done that or, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of wrong decisions were made. Um, but we had a great time. We enjoyed it very much played for, uh, we played steadily for about 10 years and then we slowed down a bit. Um, but we played, uh, reunion type shows throughout the years, even, uh, as far uh, as, uh, like a year and a half ago, we played, uh, down at, uh, Carl Hall. Oh, wow. Okay. And, uh, and so it, we, everyone split one direction to another direction. Pretty much everyone went down to the Philadelphia area and I stayed up here in, in Northeast PA. Gotcha. And when did you decide to kind of focus on your own, your own stuff? Uh, well, it's, I would say around 98, maybe um, I was doing that. And uh, through the years, just just focusing on uh, some new arrangements. Again, uh, I, I had no great original band name, you know, Charles Severe Band, very, very unique, uh, CHB. But it was kind of funny that it was CHB. Uh, I, w I think the first... Um, uh, group was Jamie Novak on drums, Anthony Sable on bass, who was in Freight Train, and Matt Thompson, another new name, on guitar, and myself. But when you were seeing CHB, you were actually seeing HB because Jamie Novak had his improvisational group HB. So when you see HB, you're seeing HB because he was kind of known as HB, they would call him. Um, and Dave Narosky, Dave Narrows, uh, he, those two guys were HB, really. Uh, and we would, that was a group too. You know, we, we had a kind of a core group that split different directions and we'd go and play as much as we could in the, Northeast, central Pennsylvania, southern PA kind of area. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've heard your name a ton over the years. I've never, I don't think I've ever had the pleasure of seeing you live. And maybe I have. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're very well respected. Uh, and obviously that's, you know, true because of the names you're able to, you know, pull onto these, these, uh, these shows at the air and the recordings. I don't know how I do it. I, I, I don't. Uh, You're these probably a nice guy. Sometimes. In a good position, you know? Uh, well, they're the, I always say uh, they're the musicians. You know, I'm just an expressionist. And okay. so kind of flow, flow with them uh, as much as possible. Okay. Well, I mean, <clears throat> you have four albums out, correct? Uh, uh, let's see. 
Let's see. I think so. Um, According to your website, you have Holiday. Oh, yes. Holiday. There was a self-titled. Self-titled. So Holiday was 04, self-titled 08. Dulcet. Is that one? Is that on there? Yeah. The live. 11. Yep. That was. Uh, that And then actual. You're right. Four yeah. albums. Yeah. So in, well, in all, all spanning quite a few years, at least that you said before you had that, that kind of break, um, yeah. you know, four to six years. Is there a, a reason for that? Or is it just kind of, that's just kind of how it happened? It, yeah. It's uh, even when I first started playing uh, with Freight Train, we have, we have a, the idea of, okay, let's get an album out. And 93 goes by. We do a recording at um, Waterfront Studios in uh, Hoboken. Amazing studio. Uh, I thought we did a pretty good recording. We didn't release it. Uh, a couple more, a couple, maybe two more years go by or a year. We, we go to River Sound um, in Manhattan. We do some songs. Uh, we, we got to... I was listening to uh, uh, Blues Traveler, the the four album, and really liked the sound of it and saw that, oh, it was recorded at River Sound. So we got to talking to them. We worked with the assistant engineer, Jay Ryan. And, uh, you know, through the years, you know, I find out, oh, I got we got to see Government Mule. Um, when in like maybe late 94 or something like that, we kind of broke into the Lancaster music scene and we got to play the chameleon frequently. And we got to see uh, government mule. I was talking with Warren Haynes and we got to talking about the same people didn't release any of that music. And it goes on and on. Um, but then we finally release something two years before we break up, you know, and it, it, and that was at Red Rock out in Sailorsburg, an amazing studio. And it's, we, we always, I don't know, we kind of did the live thing with a lot of live recordings. We talked about a lot of things, but we never, had the business sense to do the right thing. I understand. That's okay, right? I mean, yeah, I you know we're still playing music. We're still creative. Uh, all you know, all four of us from Freight Train are are still doing something musically. Um, but the good thing uh, about um, coming out with another album and going into the studio is actually. Uh, the next, the or the tenth of January, we're going to do a live album recording at the Bog in Scranton. I saw and, that. Yeah, and so that's exciting, but it's also nerve wracking um, because we never practice. <laughs> I was just texting the band before you know, minutes before I got on the air with you and I came up with the solution. I, I said, should we practice? You know, AJ's like, no, <laughs> we never, 
why should we why why should we do it again and he's right um we never practice and we're always like in the moment and that's kind of what we are about is that is that moment that we have on stage and you can never practice that and that's really who we are um as a band and that's kind of what we're doing with these new songs um uh brighten our view uh when we went into windmill studios uh we played that song five times and it's all live and we kind of practice it uh we we had a practice session which was kind of pointless uh but we we you know let's just go in let's do this song and uh the song meant a lot to me and to a lot of the guys uh in the band um it's uh, a song uh for brian craig uh and it it meant a lot to express um the feelings that i had for uh, a friend of mine who's no longer with us yeah and uh, just one of the greatest guys i've ever met and um yeah that was a sad day for sure yeah uh, and so this was just a, a little piece of something, you know, that we could that we could say, hey, you know, this when we're always we're always here, you know, we're yeah. we're never. Him. And um, so it was a pretty powerful session, um, and it, it felt really good what we did with the tune and. Um, when we went back into the studio again, this time we didn't practice. And that was the song that I sent you, um, a song called Brighton, or excuse me, uh, a song called Walk With Me. And and we just went in there and played it live. And there's actually a second part to that song that I didn't send to you. It's the, the outro instrumental part. I'll, I'll i'll send it to you cool. uh later but it's it's a departure of sonically of what you heard cool so we're ho we're hoping that we can capture some magic um on january 10th yeah so this will uh probably come out a few days after that that event so uh anyone listening or watching this now obviously stay tuned to you know charles's uh social media and website for you know that release yeah. but you know there's a lot of music floating around uh you know brighten our view is that going to be available on something is it available now yeah yeah it's you can go to charlesavira.com uh h-a-v-i-r-a um dot com it both the song brighten our view the full version uh, and uh, walk with me are both both full versions are there cool. and well there's there's really only one yeah they're they're both there um, I but 
with these with this recording session that's coming up on Sunday, um, I'm going to do a little bit more work uh, in the studio to put some more stuff on the website. Still toying with the idea of putting it out on, you know, uh, all the other uh, places, you know, Spotify and Apple and all this. But in the end, I mean, why should, if I, the, the way that I think, not that, you know, I'm going to get a million plays, which I'm not, but if you want to hear the song, hey, I, I, yeah, I want to hear Charles Avira, just go to my website and listen to it there. I mean, all the stories of that you hear about Spotify, you know, it's, I don't, I, I don't know how these people's, you know, I don't know how it, yeah. people live. I mean, the money that they're not, the money that they're not making, I don't know why you would want to be a part of something like that. You know, is that why only two of your albums are on those platforms? <laughs> No, I at, at when they came out, whoever I was working with, they said, "Yeah, we can get it on this, this, and this." I said, "Okay, sure, whatever, just put it out there." Um, and I was I was just rolling with it, but I mean, it's it's laughable the money that I received from sure. stuff. But again, I'm not in it for the money at all. Uh, that's that's clear. Right. Um, but everything's going to be on the website. Um, it's just how it's going to be approached um, stylistically. Uh, at a maybe some some new approaches in photography in the next few months. Um, maybe updating uh, the website. Vic Brazen, who's who's from. Uh, Wes Granton, he I got to work with him, uh, and he's he's all over the Northeast doing a lot of uh, photography. So I, w- I was lucky to catch up with him, and he was part of my younger music scene uh, days, and so it was great to reconnect with him. Yeah, um, the live recording at the Bog. I mean, did you pick the Bog for um, you know? because of the venue itself, because maybe it's the ties that, you know, Brian Craig has to it. Oh, definitely. Uh, it's, I'd say it's a home base, uh, you know, throughout the years. Uh, it was just the easiest thing to do. And it was, uh, inspired by, uh, Southside five who plays their, uh, the top of, uh, I think it's the first Wednesday of every month. Um, for a while, I, I worked at the bog for, I don't know, 17 years, uh, oh, wow. and I didn't even know I would work there that long until one, one day Rudy said, yeah, you've been working here 17. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, wow. time goes by, you know, the days of smelling your clothes the next morning. Oof. Yeah. It stink. A smoke, you know? Yeah. And there was always music there. And and a big reason was because of Brian, you know, and he, he worked 
he he worked really hard to have the bog be a creative place um a social place for everyone uh to to be there to go there and feel comfortable you got a lawyer you have a prostitute you have a hardcore guy you've got every walk of life they were all on this all at the same bar right. and and it was you know you got the lawyer you got the preppy kid you got the whatever you know and everything was there and every everyone had a great time and it was like there was no other no other place and nothing's really changed since uh i think i think they've been in business what 20 24 years it's something a long time, like yeah yeah and so brian i think uh, after a while he was working with bill orner and then they were starting this musical thing where they were bringing in acts and it just i mean it would just got just busier and busier and then there was so much music all the time and then more recently music stopped but then or more recently being you know in the past three four years with you know everything that's happened in this world which is that's a whole other (laughs) other podcast yeah uh, but it started up again. And, uh, so Southside five was, uh, they were doing their live thing. And every first Wednesday of the month. And then I think just maybe two months ago, they did a live recording and Eric Ritter from windmill did the recording there. So, I'm already working with Eric. It's the easiest thing to do to just go to Scranton and it's not a big place. So you don't need much of anything to, to amplify, amplify the sound. So we've all played there countless times throughout the years. So it was just the easiest thing to do and, uh, and just to support them. Um, so no, no, uh, no heavy thinking really okay yeah i wasn't sure if like it was you know, you know comfortable right and then also oh you know the legacy yeah. that brian left obviously for sure and we we actually i played there in the past i don't know in the past maybe six months two times before that i got to do something with uh Nick Driscoll and Jamie Novak, uh, we call ourselves Novira. Um, so there's, there's the CHB thing. And then if, if you see, uh, Novira that usually has Jamie on drums, Novak, um, Havira, and then, uh, but there's part of Havira that is doesn't have the spelling era which i actually think my name is era but it's spelled ira so the deep meaning is there's no 
Vera. In her Vera. Okay. I don't. I don't know. It's but um, that's how um, that went. And we had a friend of ours, um, Ryan Barrett. He played. And then the next time we played, uh, we had Mark Kaisinger, Justin Mazur, Jamie Novak, and myself. And we had an amazing night. One, just an electrifying night. We played incredibly well. The, the energy was massive. And we didn't record it. <laughs> oh, so, That's how it works. Yes. Uh, well, actually, no, we did record it. And it sounds like it's in a toilet, literally. Um, so, like someone said, yeah, put the mic in the toilet. And that's what we that's what we sounded like. Gotcha. But it we didn't come out with any quality recording. So, hey, let's try it again. And that's what that's what this is uh, coming up to be. Okay. Now I'm asking a lot. I'm asking a lot of questions about something that's going to have already happened by the time this is this is released. But is it just going to be the band in the room, or is this like open to the public as well? Oh yeah, it's a regular Wednesday night. Okay. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll be playing a couple sets, and uh, you know, hoping for the best. You know, um, like I was saying before, you know, the the band saying, hey, what songs do you want to play? And a lot of times this isn't even, it, it doesn't help even putting a set list together because every time we've ever played, we've never had a set list. So it, it, and it's almost, we would do, sometimes we would do songs that either we never played and it, and it worked beautifully. I'm, don't get me wrong. We crash and burn hard sometimes. <laughs> But there are, we make up for it with other times and it's magical. And that's, that's what we're hoping to do, you know, is, is to capture that. And that's really what it's all about with me and playing with the band is capturing those moments. And that's, for sure. that's really what it's about, right? I mean, think about it everything is. we do. It's like, you know, we try and we try and you know calculate everything and and you know make sure everything, everything's perfect. But there's something special about just like letting it rip and just oh yeah, this you know this genuine this rawness this just like this uh, this just this like honest thing about that. That's for sure. And 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 you know it's, I I'm really excited. You know, putting my my whole ego and me talking about me now, but I've been watching your your interviews and i'm i'm really excited about what's happening uh down at the ritz yeah and i'm pumped to see uh uh the you know death valley dreams that was gonna they had to reschedule that one and that's an amazing band i mean really is i i remember one time we played there when john uh, and Nick were in, uh, I think it was the drama club. Yeah. Remember that? Oh yeah. And we got totally ripped that night. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it was, it was a blast and, and they sound amazing. Killer band. John's, 
John's guitar playing is, and his songwriting, I mean, his own songwriting through the years with Stony Creek and everything he's been doing uh, since then, he's, he's a, a jewel. Yeah. You know? and, this, this area, I mean, I, I feel like I say it every time I, you know, do one of these, this area is just like, you know, loaded with talent. I mean, it's such a like I love to be able to do this because I mean I'm so passionate and I want to you know scream from the rooftops about all the talent that is in this area, um, and I don't know how much you know people get from from this and you know people you know are, are you know people learn about new music from this podcast but like that's the goal it's just because like I just believe in this area so much and the the you know, guys like you and you're talking about you know Johnny and Nick and. You know, even the younger guys coming up. I mean, there's no lack of talent. Oh, it, it's and it's it just I mean, it just keeps growing. And I mean, just going back. I mean, you can go back a long time, like way before us. But it's it's still here. You know, I'm knocking on. You know, I'm 52. I don't feel 52. I might look 52, but um, I definitely don't feel 52, whatever that's supposed to feel like. But I'm still doing the same thing I was doing when I was 21 in my my approach. That's for sure. And that's never going to change because, you know, with all the technology and this and that, I'm... I'm not really embraced in, in that type of thing. I just want to express myself up there and do what we can. Can we hear everyone? Okay. Let's just do it. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, it's okay. Then let's just move closer and then we're good. I I don't, I don't need, and I don't really want the, the technology to do this and that and everything. But as for what's been going on in the past my past 40 years you know what was before me that i mean that was massive before i was able to go to bars and this and that you know in the late 70s and all the music that was being represented and presented and there there still is that that fan base, that need, that want for that musical expression. And we're doing it. We're still, we're still here. It still exists. But the biggest problem is there really aren't places to play. Yeah. Yeah. Real place. Yeah. Well, I was going to say like, you know, you're, you're 11 years older than me. And like, but like things change so quickly. Like I, I turned 21 in 2003 and like, I feel like four or five years before that, the scene was different. And then four or five years before that, the scene was different. But then like four or five years after I turned 21, the scene was different. And like every like, like chunk of four to five years, like just something kind of falls off almost, whether it be. You know, I know I just got done saying there's so much talent here, but whether it be some bands or just places to play, that's the that's a huge thing. Um, but everything changes so quickly, and I 
I always say I was born in the wrong era. I mean, I love, I love, I mean, we're, we're living in a, the, the greatest time ever, right? I mean, the technology is wonderful. Like, you know, you can order a pizza, have it delivered here in you know, five minutes. You can door dash from any restaurant you could think of. Like it's a, it's a crazy thing to to think about, but like, you know, when that didn't exist, there was something to, to be said about the simplicity of, of life. Yeah. And it's, you know, meeting, meeting your buddies out and just hanging out. Yeah. And, and, you know, people make fun of the nineties, but they were the best. That, that it was, it was a great time. And I'm, but that, you know, that was kind of my time of, of growing up, you know, but it was still, it, or it was that time before all of this technology, you know, it, when it, when that was just starting to roll in at the late nineties, there was still that freedom, you know, there wasn't, really uh, uh there weren't like you'll go to some shows and they have that barrier you know what i'm talking yeah. about yeah which don't get me wrong i know it's needed and this and that but it wasn't there 10 years ago right or, or whatever seven years ago or, or whatever it was at the time uh and I know it's needed for photography and, and, and if there's too many people and security needs it for space and this and that, but it, the whole approach of having that freedom, uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a different thing. Just like that, the technology is taking away from, uh, what we're doing. But there needs we need to go back and get that place. And there are and we have to I was just talking to a friend of mine the other day about this, that we need to come together as a whole. You, the music lover and, or me, the musician or, or me, the musician who is a music lover. Right. If there isn't something, then let's come together. And make it happen. How right? do we do? How do we do it though? How many contractors do you know? How many? How many plumbers do you know? How many electricians do you know? How many people do you know that have money? I mean, it's, it doesn't take much. You need some cinder blocks. You know, how many musicians do you know? Plenty of them. You know, there's uh, I. How many people do you know that own land? You know, that we know all these peoples. How many, all of, that's all it is. So why, why aren't we doing it for ourselves? Yeah. Like when I was playing music and I stopped playing music, um, I started promoting music. I started this thing called Cornucopia Productions, where I just started bringing in music to the area from literally all over the country in Canada and bringing them to the Wilkes-Barre Scranton area in bars, clubs, theaters, and some were successful, some weren't. But the only reason why it's hap it happened was because I did that. It it's not just going to happen itself we have to do it ourselves 
And that's what I did back then because I thought, okay, well, well I like music. I want to see, have more music. So I'm going to throw my hat in the ring and see, you know, see if uh, people like it. And there, and, and I, I would say, you know, it for what was it, 98 or something like that, I think it started, or I started doing that. It was, it's, it started something. And so if we're tired of going to the same place to see music and it's, we're, we're limited to this narrow hallway of choices to go see music at a certain place, and you say to yourself, well, I could do this. You know, I, I can build a stage. I know I've got a PA system. Doesn't take much. I mean, when I first started, when Freight Train first started playing at Proof Rocks, I was singing duct tape on a cymbal stand taped in microphone one speaker that was actually a a guitar amp or something you know it was it was prime you know primal but it was it wasn't the technology it was what was in us right that we were but how do we, how do we attract a younger audience i guess is my like my big thing i don't know how to I don't know how to get them. Like I, I don't, cause I know guys like us, right? Like now I obviously I go out far less than I used to two kids at home, wife. I'm sure you can relate. Um, I mean, I don't get out as much as I like to, but like I will, if you know, it's, it's a cool event. Like, you know, at the Ritz with uh, coming up with death Valley dreams and another day dawns. And, and uh, I think Dustin Douglas is on that as well. But like, I feel like the younger generation, like it's, like, they're not going out like we used to go out, right? Like how do we, how do we get them to like engage? Oh, yeah, I, I I wish I had that answer, but I think keeping it as simple as possible, giving them something that I I think no matter what it is, say whatever genre you you want to put there if it's if it's polka if it's blues if it's death metal whatever the genre is if people could come together and be a part of something where they're going to benefit from it and be um I don't mean to be letting the cat out of the bag um from this conversation that I've I've had with a couple of my friends and it's the same idea if there was a membership like at the bog let's it all goes back to the bog with me okay we we would sit there and it was always <clears throat> all right it's you know it's two o'clock you know what that means chug them and leave them you gotta go but you don't always go, do you? Some people stay around. Right. It happens. Right. And 
So we'd always have that conversation of, well, there's two more floors at the bog. Why don't we, what did, what did people do? Well, we're going to go to the after hours club because we want to keep this party going. Right. And what do you do? You go there and you can go there for whatever amount of time and you're a member so you're guaranteed entrance into this elite exclusive place but really it's not it's just you you pay some money so if we can make some type of venue that's going to be or that that would make someone feel a certain way right i think it's as simple as that to say, okay, you can get a discount here. You're always welcome because you're a member, and you'll be you'll be welcomed as a member if you pay your your dues. And if you do pay your dues, you're going to pay <clears throat> not you know thirteen dollars for a, a double bourbon. No, you're going to pay. A respectable price. You're not going to be ripped off. I mean, you you can go like again. You'd go to the bog, and the prices at, at one time for two hours every every night of the week, you had six beers to choose from for a dollar for two hours. Pabst, uh, I think it was Narragansett, Yingling, Miller. But uh, one or two others, you know, nothing crazy, but for a dollar for two hours. Sweet. Yeah. You know, Paps, whatever it was. And I, I think keeping it as simple as that to start a membership, we stand. The, the thing is, just like across the United States, there's still places that are historic whether it's a small place or a larger place like the ritz that people feel special just walking into it you know yeah sometimes like i i just feel like old movie theaters or something you know something i went i, I went to see cabinet last year new year's eve and I walked out at, you know, it was 12.30 and it was just fog everywhere. But there was this right around the corner from the place they played uh, was this old movie theater. And just looking at it got me excited because nothing had changed in this building for... I mean, it's been there probably since like the 50s, and you could tell. And so those places still exist, some of them, but some don't. And if if we could go and find these places and make it, um, make it, uh, just like cool again. I mean, it's cool again, but 
a place that you know you're going to get a quality product. You're going to you're going to have the choices of death metal, polka, pop music, indie, whatever it is, and there'll be those choices. Because in the end, it's not just going to be well, welcome to. We're only playing death metal, right? That's all we have. It's death metal. Well, you're limiting your crowd. Sure. So <clears throat> if you can have those choices, maybe that's a way you can get the younger crowd in to say, okay, well, we're not going to rip you off. We're going to give you choices. We're going to actually do the homework to say what what would kids like? What would middle-agers like? And that, that's my two cents is to not try and rip people off with, I mean, how, with something, right. If we can give them a quality night out where they'll feel special and be turned on to new music because there's mus musicians all over the world who want to come through Northeastern Pennsylvania. That's another thing that it that people don't have we've got location 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 we do yeah you got york philly you know it's we've got that that's the beauty of it and to have to have these bands that are around here to be part of these touring acts that can happen so if everyone does come together financially how many millionaires do you know? <laughs> Not enough. Not enough, but you know. <clears throat> yeah, maybe uh, probably a handful. Right. And how many, I mean, you know, let's say not, let, let's not say millionaires. I think you know more people who want to have a good time that have money. Let, let me put it that way. Yeah. So do I. But how many times have they been introduced to this idea that we're talking about? Because, yeah, I like to go out for a drink or I like to go out for some food. And, you know, we look at all these things online and, uh, you know, wherever it is that we find out this information to say, oh, there's this great restaurant in Manhattan. I mean, it's it costs like... To go to Manhattan and to, to get a, a place to sleep and have a night out, I mean, that's like thousands of dollars. Yeah. Seriously. Uh -huh. And there's nothing. I mean, you're, oh, this is the greatest pizza. And you're going to pizza to Manhattan? Like, like, yeah, it's great. But you spent how much money to do that? Well, that could happen here. Yeah. You know, and it whether it's pizza or some other food item, I think that's how we would get the kids to come out. What was that? Twenty minutes? I I took right there. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, it's something I think about a lot, and it's it's so it's good insight that you have. Like, I, I think it's like getting, uh, it's the it's it's just people have, have had the idea because i've talked to them about it and they've actually talked 
to me. And then I, I'm always thinking like, oh, all right, you know, what about this, this, and this? I'm not one of those millionaires that I was talking about. Uh, but I do have some ideas and keeping it simpler, I yeah. think it would be the best way to go. I mean, even, uh, you know, these old movie theaters, what are they doing with them? Right. They open them up and then they close. I, I don't know. I, I think if, how much is it to go to a movie these days? Uh, I mean, it's like insane. 10 bucks. Gonna, yeah. It's, it's, it's well, yeah. expensive. Yeah. Ticket alone probably 10 bucks. And then, you know, you try and get a, a drink and popcorn, forget it. Right. And if, if that, if that was approached where you already, things were paying for other things that you can't afford. Yeah. So you're going to make money on a bingo night that will pay for your, you know, touring act that will make, you know, make money and awareness and bring, uh, oh, did you hear about, you know, this place in Wilkes-Barre? You know, they got these people in the Midwest talking about it, you know. Oh, well, we need to go there because we're going to Syracuse and there it is. We passed right by it. You know, we got all of this. I mean, how many how many music places can you name on, you know, name five music places to go see live music that actually is a music place? Hard, hardly. I don't. You know Local, what I mean? Here locally? Yeah. Not yeah, many. It's like, yeah, two or three, maybe. Right. And that's, but this, but we were just talking about how many musicians and how many good musicians are here. Yeah. But two or three music places? That, because we're not doing it, you know? Right. So we need to do it. At least I think we can if we come together as a group. Yeah. You know, I've thought about it a lot. Um, I'm also not a millionaire. <laughs> right. Furthest thing from it. Right. And, but it has to almost be one of those things like people, in, in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong, but like it has to be like a, a, a passion thing. It has to be like, I For know sure. that I'm not going to make money in this venture, but I think it's important to the area. Right. And, and there's, I mean, there could be grants involved. There's a lot of avenues that could be taken. I mean, but without getting that involved, there's money. There's people who have money who don't know what to do with their money. Right. And there's people who, as I said before, excuse me, they enjoy they like to enjoy themselves in some type of uh, entertainment, whatever it might be. And it, maybe it's more than it, it definitely would be more than just music. There's, right. there's so many artists here uh, in, in this, in, in different forms that could be, it's all, and people are, I mean, there's projects that are going on uh, that are still in the works, you know, uh, I, I, I hope they move forward, but some ideas are 
just financially out out of control. I'm not, which I, I I'm all for, and I would like to be a part of something like that. But I think what you and I are talking about is what can happen where we can just go out and have a good time, yeah, and not break the bank. Yeah, I mean, I, I love to have a place available, um, and especially for musicians to to kind of. Not, open mic, not yeah, not a, not an open mic night, but like a, a place to kind of I don't know test the waters. I guess you could say like yeah, have, have their first show. Have uh you know so let's uh, you know someone takes a risk on them or whatever, or gives them their big break or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Just like uh, and just like, but people know that's what it is. Like it's just a, it's like a a chill place. It's you know, you're saying it's not not, not uh, expensive, just kind of a, a collective. Exactly, and that and that those places exist, and these iconic places across the country. Some of them are still out there, you know. And in the late '90s, you know, we can talk about New York or you know Manhattan, or talk about Manhattan, and you. As the years went by there, you would hear about, well, this club's gone and, you know, Tramps is gone. Manny's is gone. Wetlands is gone. Uh, uh, you know, and uh, and then we those are just clubs. And then and CBGB's CBGB's there. That's gone. CBGB gallery gone. Um, and then the theaters and then the big theaters are gone. You know, there and that's. And that's that, you know, and and here we are, you know, the one major thing is, you know, historically, they're getting rid of stuff every single year. Why did we rip this place down? Why? Yeah. To build a fucking parking lot. Yep. Yeah. How many how many times does oh it's another parking lot? Or a dollar general. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> uh, and that's I think I touched a nerve. Yeah, um, because you know I've, I I eat too much sugar, and that place is just a bad, bad place. Yeah, you know, but it's a lot of a lot of parking lots, you know, yeah. and, and then you drive through. It's going to be twenty thirty eight, and there's going to be like sixteen parking lots, you know, where there were were buildings, and yeah. I mean, it probably. You know, drive through Wilkesbury, Scranton, and you know, thirty years ago, there weren't that many par- parking lots. That's no. for sure. Well, I think Wilkesbury, for for one, it's it's the colleges, and it's 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 terrible because the colleges who don't pay taxes, I think, right? Uh, I don't think Wilkes and, Col- and Kings pay taxes. Really? I could be wrong. I, I feel like that. I should probably look it up before I say that. But I feel like. They are tax exempt because they like the city wanted to get them to the city, so they you know gave them breaks. They said, "All right, well we'll you know come here, and like you know we want the like the kids from out of town and the kids that you know have 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 a school here." So if that's the if that's true, and I feel like I feel very bad. I wish I had a uh, a producer I could say, "Hey, pull it up," but um, 
you know, if they're buying up these properties that were once taxable income, they're buying it, they're turning it into parking lots or another building for their school. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's more property that's not being taxed. It's not paying taxes. The, the, the city revenue is not benefiting from those taxes. And it's a big, uh, it's a big thing. Yeah. How about, how about Coughlin? Who? Coughlin? Coughlin High School and Myers. Yeah. yeah. That whole, they, 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 they I don't know all the things, but from what I heard, both of those buildings get this, I'm paraphrasing here, get the kids out of there. They're not safe. Right. But there's a school in Coughlin now where it's a school again. So they're, so they took the kids out of Coughlin because it wasn't safe for them in school to just have a school put back in the building. Right. Okay. Yeah. So now, now let's go down south. And now we're down at Myers. Get those kids out of there. It's not safe. Let's put some apartments in there and get right. some people. Let's get some people living in there. Yeah. What's what's that about? I mean, I I hear things every now and again. I'm in the bustling city of Archbald now, so I don't. There's not much going on up here, but I mean, that's though. What did they do with that theater at Coughlin? You know, and I think and I and I could be wrong, but I think that was one of the oldest in uh, one of the uh, a very. Looking at old uh, photographs of old yearbooks, I mean, that place, what they used to have in the the early 1900s was just nothing like they have now. The architecture, what they were teaching, what the choices were. uh, And then Myers, I mean, just beautiful. You got a pool in the basement. You got a... Uh, a football stadium you've got a theater you've got science uh labs you have a library you have auditorium uh, just total beauty in wilkesbury yeah. yeah and you know i don't even want to start talking about <laughs> crap you know yeah i i did a quick search i always find out was that uh king's college is a nonprofit organization Wow. Um, uh, in 2019, the Kings gets $100,000 in tax credits for Springbrook building. So, yeah, yeah I mean, they're getting these tax Does that credits. Have and, any any religion? Because they're well, yeah, a I mean, religion. It is a Catholic school or a Catholic, right? It is a Catholic. Uh, I'm not sure what it is, but I mean, I there's, should, there's that should. part. I should know and that then, I went there. I don't want to talk about the Catholic Church and how much they how much money they have. There's lots. I go there. Okay. No, I'm not you're not touching a nerve. It's no. it, but uh Yeah, it's just uh I don't know. It's I mean it's, the world is so broken. I I mean and it's like I I feel sometimes like and maybe I, I, 
to a degree, I feel like I'm just a, a negative Nancy sometimes. Like, oh, it can't be done. Like, but you know, you're talking like, oh, get people together, bring them together, and, and you can do great things. And I get pumped. I'm like, yeah, that's that's Charles is right. We could do that. It's, it's possible. But then, like, you know, tomorrow something will happen, and I'll be like, ah, that's you know, everybody. Yeah, but so many people are in the you know in their phone literally, and I mean, look at us. Here we are. We're we're literally in our I'm I'm in my phone right now talking to you. Yeah. Um but to to we have to spread that out and realistically think, okay, you know, we know where we are in northeastern PA, right? I mean it's not the wealthiest uh, uh you know, counties. Yeah in America. So realistically thinking, you know, how would you to going back to, you know, how do we get the younger generation to come out and be uh, literally just come leave where they're residing, you know, in their home? How do we yeah. get them to, well, to have something that they want, you know? And I think that could, to have them be a part of something to, to know that, they're going to get a bargain and they're not going to be, uh, but in the bargain, they're going to get something that is, is a quality um, uh, existence, a quality experience, yeah. uh, whether it be sonically, you know, inhaling something, uh, it, whether it be food or beverage or, or knowledge whatever it might be, that's, that's all we really are as humans is that, I mean, we want that kind of sense over, you know, sensory overload of some form that has to be away from this phone or yeah. this laptop or this tablet or, you know, all that stuff, because that's where the good stuff is. It's, is outside of these, um, what we're, I mean, this is what we're, what we're doing right now, but, you know, but we're also saying, okay, let's, you know, let's go out and put this thing aside because I mean, we don't even know how good this is for us actually. I mean, like, is this good to have our phone, you know, on, in our pocket? We don't, I mean, we don't know the truth, you know, find out eventually. Well, right. And so, what about, you know, who's looking, even though I'm looking at you and you're looking at me, you know, from, who's from us? yeah, who's really watching us? I mean, this team <laughs> that's off right now, you know, you hear the stories, you know, you're when your phone's off, you ever see that? The, oh, dude, it's, I, I, I forget what the guy's name is, but I, I, when I am on the phone and I have this downtime, you know, it's scary as hell, you know, for our future generations, for our kids. It's well, it know. happens all the time. My, my brother in law was over, he's talking about uh, like a, an app he uses to like save money or whatever. And sure, shit, the next day I'm getting ads delivered to me on social media for, for the, what exactly what he was talking about. Yeah, it's crazy. I was just thinking of a literally just thinking of a song. And then 
I went online today. And it, I mean, this is a song I haven't heard in a long time. And it was strange how this just came up. I mean, my, what I, I would look stuff up on my phone and it would come up on my wife's phone. Well, that's because you're sharing probably the, uh, the Wi-Fi, the internet. Is that what it is? That's what that is. Yeah. She, and my wife's like, what is going on here? That's you what know, that she, is. Yeah. My wife, I, there's stuff I do like at work. If I'm on the Wi-Fi at work, like if at my boss, so the craziest thing was I started getting these ads delivered for like uh, Apple watch bands. And I'm like, why am I getting these ads delivered to me? And then like, sure as shit, two days later, I'm in my boss's office and he has one of the, the, the bands on. He's like, oh yeah, I just bought this the other day. So because we're sharing a network. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's the creepy shit. Yeah. So, but that's yeah. what the the thing about all of that is the the amount of data that's like we are giving people and companies willingly is super scary. Because like if you're on you know if you're a Geisinger on their Wi-Fi, I mean that's not secure. You know. Yes. Yeah. You want to talk about a cashless society? Yeah, and I did. <laughs> that's and, just gonna know. happen. It's scary. No, I don't want that to happen at all. I mean, I want to buy, you know, a 1983 Caprice Classic wagon. That's, you know, I, and then we're talking about, you know, electric cars and, and it's, you know, it's great for the environment, but we don't know how to dispose the engine or the battery, excuse me. And then I thought the majority of the cobalt, cobalt that, was that is used i thought the majority of it was coming from africa but it's actually coming from china and is it china yeah that uh, uh, that's uh, i it, i i i thought i uh, of the people who were talking about it they they were respected people in their field and know this and that uh, but they had said if a higher percentage, a much higher percentage uh, of coming from China than it is from Africa. But our our car industry is working with China, but we're supposedly supposed to be against China or something, or yeah. uh, you know, with all that. And and then the current administration, I. I I think a year ago they wanted to give like a tax or like some kind of break if you buy yeah. uh, an electric vehicle, but then it has to be a union made electric vehicle. And there's only one union made company, That's uh, wild. which is like Chevy or something. But then you still, they're going to, or what was it? The, the current administration would give you like $12,000 or something, whatever the amount was. We don't have enough power in the average home no. to power a vehicle, so you have to buy X, you know, A, B, and C. So that twelve thousand dollars is gone. Gone, yeah. So it it makes no sense, but it makes people wealthy, right? It makes you feel good. Oh, you're you know you're, you got electric car. You're saving the you're saving the environment. So, but but we're not. That's the we're worst. Not, right. It, it's the worst thing. On the planet, yeah. Like our our phones, 
Like yeah. some of the, it's, these are the worst things on the planet, you know, yeah. and what are our vehicles running on corn, like, and, and alcohol not too long ago, like, not, like maybe a hundred years ago. Yeah. I, I, I don't do that much traveling. I don't, you don't, I mean, yeah, it's great to be in a real quiet vehicle, but. I don't know. I'm, I'm worried about the, the cashless society. Yes. And that's, people, people are like, oh, it's, it's convenient to you. You never take or carry cash. But here's what's going to happen with the cashless society. Every purchase you make is going to be tracked. I think insurances and, and healthcare is going to be like, let's say, you know, you're, for, you're, you're trying to get healthcare or whatever. Like, oh, do you smoke? And you're like, no. And they're like, oh, well, according to your bank statement last month, you bought a pack of cigarettes five times. Right. So here your premiums are gonna go up. Or do you eat how many often do you eat fast food? Never. I don't I don't ever eat fast food. Well, right. according to your uh your uh transaction history, you had Chick-fil-A, Taco Bell, Burger King, all this this past month. Premiums going up. It's all gonna be dictated by what we do, who we're what we're buying, all that shit. Right. And it's I mean, here we are, you know, the big joke was and it's still a big joke, you know, when when the, the chains really came in, like did I lose you there? No. Um oh my gosh, Olive Garden, look at the line out the door. Yeah. You know, and I just had a chicken sandwich today from this place in Oliphant called Ethan Ethan's Eats. Okay. And it was awesome. And I'm sure the ingredients, I'm sure there weren't, like if you put a Chick-fil-A or a KFC or McDonald's or what all the, you put them all together and they're saying, you know, in these sandwiches that we go to because the convenience, there's so many ingredients in there. Right. And trust me, I'm, I, I, I need to go on a health kick. Same. I don't, but it's that simple. Don't go there. Right. Um, and, but, but that's the struggle as Americans, you know, yeah. and I, that's, and our, our, what's going to happen? I mean, COVID went down. What did we learn from that? Nothing. Like everything shut down except for grocery stores. So you can't get a grocery store, right? And I mean, but you can't, you can't grow your own food in school. Like, why are we getting this frozen crap when we could teach our kids how to grow food? We can grow food on the top of our school. We can have classes. Like a, a friend of mine, his mother approached a school district. She, she had this whole earth box planning thing. And no, we don't want anything to do with that. But here, and this was years before COVID. Right. So COVID happens and we didn't learn a damn thing. We didn't. No. I, 
And, and so everything shut down. So what's going to happen next time? You know, now next time the grocery store is not going to be open. Right. Walmart's not going to be open. Yeah. What are you going to do now? I'll tell you, I, I have like a, an area for for a garden. And I was like, during code, I'm like, yo, what, I'm going to start a garden. And I didn't. I didn't. We try one every year. I mean, we have minimal success with it. But we, we, we do it each year, but we're not doing it properly. I mean, right. we're going to do a better one next year. But, I mean, this is realistic. You know, the canning, we don't have the cannings. You know, going. We, I've got all the shelving. The house is from the forties. I bet you they did it back th- that I live in currently. Yeah, they, we've got all this shelving where I, I, I bet you there was tons of canning going on in here. Yeah, it's you know it, it's apocalyptic. You know that's what's going on. And I, I'm. I'm going to start segueing now. I'm, I'm going, I, I don't know if you feel it, but it's happening. <laughs> you know, and you could, you know, you got everything, all these hotels being uh, filled in Manhattan. Where are these people coming from? Yeah. I don't know. But they're all going to be at my show January 10th. I hope so. Yeah. Bones <laughs> uh, uh, doing some cool stuff. I don't know how that happened. That's but, really cool. Uh, see if I do it again. I think it was but a I, thumbs up. It was a thumbs yeah. up. And that's weird. How 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 did I make that happen? I don't know. It's reading your face. It's reading it's reading your uh your body movement. Yeah. It's uh it's just scary as hell. It's gonna it's gonna be a, an interesting year. Uh I I've I've are we going to have an election? You think? Oh, <laughs> is that happen? I don't. I do. The guy I, isn't doing anything. The guy in 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 first place, he's not. He's not doing anything. Yeah, it's to promote himself, and he's going to win. Probably. It's, it's scary. It's scary. And people debating, and how many of them? are being bought out by some corporation. That's the problem. Well, Citizens United, that's that's part of the problem. You know, like a corporation is the equivalent of you and me. How How is it, you know, how is that possible? But, I don't know. I don't either. But it's, it's crazy. It's going to be a crazy, maybe it'll be a great year. I, I hope, hope it's a great year. I hope. Me too. Because we, we need one, right? Yeah, I need to turn shit around. Well, it's gonna They're, be great because Charles is putting out new music. Yes, yes, new music, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm hoping for the best. Gonna try for the best uh, every day. Try and be happy. Be be back with the ones I love. That's you all know. we could do. That's you know, that's all we could do is and I. I think we lose sight. I mean, we we don't. I don't want to look too far ahead and like lose sight of stuff that I can't control because there's so much that I. I but I don't. I don't want to be blind to it either, right? You don't, you don't want to just like put your head in the sand and then to get, uh, you know, caught with your pants down. But you know, just as you know, if I'm healthy, my my family's healthy, my friends are healthy, and 
all those things are are, are going well. I mean, I, you know, what what else can you ask for? I guess nothing, honestly. And that's the one thing that we really do need to remember every single day is to come home to the ones that we love and and not forget them. I mean, keeping these simple things alive, yeah. you know. And I don't know if you remember this, but I was with my family at Knobles. Do you remember this? Was I there? You were there. It was, I think, uh, I can't remember when it was. When, how many times have you gone to Knobles in 2023? Two or three. Okay. Well, one of the times I was in one of the food... Uh, uh, what are they called? Pavilions. Oh, that was you. That was who saved the table for oh, you. Oh shit! That was me. Holy I said, "Holy shit!" Oh, oh. Holy <laughs> shit! Oh my god! I knew I was. I knew I wanted to bring this up, and dude, holy, holy shit! You needed that table because it was tough to get one. I did. Oh my god! I, I, this is amazing. This is like this. You just made my night. Holy shit! Because I, I had. I, Dude, I, I don't like I said. I don't know if we've ever met face to face, and uh, right. and I said to my wife, I'm like, I don't, I don't know who that guy was, but he said, hey, this hey, Mr. Popko, this table's for you. I'm like, I, I, I can't even like, you know, go on social media and say thank you. I felt I was so just like disoriented and just caught off guard. I, I, I felt like I was an asshole. I'm like, I feel like I felt unappreciated. A no, perfect gentleman. Oh I my saw God. And I mean, we had a crew of like six or seven, and the whole place was mobbed. Yeah, the one by the Phoenix, I think. Yeah, yep, I know exactly where it was. That's my and, favorite uh, spot. Yeah, and yeah, so that was that. Holy shit! I, I was, felt I felt so. Like, again, I was just so caught off guard, and I just felt like I wasn't. I didn't show like appreciation for. Oh, you did. No, you did. Uh, you were... I, I felt like I did. I felt like I was just like I was just like I don't even know what the hell's going on. That's amazing. Well, thank hey, you. You're welcome. Thank That's you for amazing. being amazing. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> That's so amazing. That was a that was a good day. Yeah, that was probably Mother's Day. Maybe uh, was I, it around Mother's Day? I don't remember. I feel like could... my mom was there. I, I if I look on my phone, I probably I think I have some pictures from that day. Let but, me know. Uh, when we get off this, go, go look. Yeah. I I want to say because I I feel like we went around Mother's Day because my mom was there, and she used to go around Mother's Day every year when we were younger. Um, and we kind of started that back again this year. How great is that drive down there? Isn't that like when you when you get like about forty minutes? From there, and you're driving the two lane road, and you're going through the the farmland. It's yeah. beautiful. Well, the whole the whole experience. It's a great park. I mean, I've been and going that, since I was little. And there's that theater right right outside. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Like, kind of right in. It's just as you come. Uh, I don't. I can't explain it. But there is an old opera house okay. there. It's still standing. But those places, that's that's America, those type of places. And if we could save all those across the, you know, across Main Street, USA, that would be great. 
Well, there's there's a there's a thing going on now that there's all these boomers are you know and who are business owners are retiring, and there's there, there's like this this big thing where they don't like their kids, their family don't want to continue with the business. So there's these businesses that are going to either be bought up by, you know, the black rocks and things like that, or they had to find people like you and I to kind of keep the, uh, the American dream going. And yeah, uh, that's what we're, yeah. I would, I wish I had the money. I need to, I need to start uh, raising funds. Yeah. And it's all, it's, there's more of there's more of us than there are of them. So yeah. if we, it, it's it's keeping it simple and keeping it alive, and that's 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 the only thing we can do. And that's also the scariest thing is because whatever's going to happen in the future, how is it that there's going to be Joe and Steve that live up the road, but they need a job and their job is to keep us in place. That's the scary thing. Yeah. What do you, Joe, all I'm doing is trying to live my life. I, but I work for the man and the man tells me I'm not going to have a job if I don't keep you in line, right. That's where we're headed. I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, we've been a part of that, but that's the scariest thing. The Joe and Steve or whoever have those jobs, like how could they choose that line Mm -hmm. of work? Because those people are out there, whether they're, whatever position they're in and they live this dark life. How did I get to this point, John? I don't know. I don't either. I don't know. But that's what we're against, you know, main street. Oh, yeah. We were talking about, um, you know, if, if people like us don't buy the businesses, if we don't do it, we're going to be, I mean, we're almost already bought out, you know, Yeah. and it's getting close. Well, and COVID did a lot of that too. Like, I mean, there are so many properties that like big corporations scooped up. I mean, you oh. talk about the whole housing market and people, you know, getting twenty thousand, thirty thousand dollars over over their you know, asking price, and then like people like us who are getting outbid by these huge corporations and people like that are it's it's I don't even want to get get into it. Yeah, it's scary though. It is scary, but let's stay together. Yes. Let's build a collective. Build a what? I was doing my political thing. Oh. (laughs) Uh, But it's it's still going to be an exciting time. Uh, But we should definitely stay focused on this because there's so many. what, What you do in your life currently in the past, in your past, your your current situation, a person like you, and what you're going to be doing in the future, whether you know it or not, or whether you think you can, you can, but you literally are a big part of what can happen in northeastern Pennsylvania. 
in in the dreams that you have and the dreams that are in other people and with what you do during the day and what you do at night and what you're doing now i'm telling you as a as an outsider as like that guy from knobles you're bigger than and needed more than you know it's it, it is the truth uh because uh, it that that's how i see it as an outsider I, I mean we don't know each other really no right but that's how i see it and that's how i see you because you do have your finger on the pulse of many things so I think 24 is going to be quite good to you. Well, thank you. That I, that means a lot to me. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Well, wow. Make me blush. Get, seriously. Yeah. Thank you. I, I don't even know what to say. Your thanks is enough. But I mean, just I, I don't want you to forget that because yeah. if there weren't people like you, things wouldn't be able to move forward. Yeah. It's it's very true. Thank you. You're welcome. And um, I mean, I mean, the same can be said, you know, about you. And and I think that's what's great about this area that we live in. Um, I don't want to say you could be a big fish in a small pond, but you can make a difference in an area like this. And I, again, going back to you know your your career, what is it, thirty some years or whatever? Uh, yeah. Um, just in a while. And I knew of you before, you know, we, we sat down tonight. We never met, but, uh, you know, and again, you're well respected. You're, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a good thing to be, be a part of this, this little corner of, of sure. Pennsylvania. And I, uh, I'm thrilled. Uh, and I, I am, I, I really am thrilled to, to be creating still in 2024 and even with, these amazing players who were, and, and that's the thing with the, the people that are taking part in these recordings and these, these live shows. I mean, Mark Heisinger himself, he's playing with the Tom Petty appreciation band, Mirror Mortals, Blue, uh, you know, uh, uh, a number of other groups uh, that he, he's played with. You know, and AJ, he's he, he's part of uh, the Kirby. He's doing, he's part of like six other groups. Yep. You know, Roy Williams, he's got like 12 things going on. He's a world traveler. I mean, he only played on the one, he, he only played on uh, the, the one uh, track, but just to, to, to have that, that musician amongst everyone else just brought everything out. I, I'm just thrilled with all these players who are doing uh, what they love to do and what they want to do. Uh, Justin Mazer, he's traveling the world, yeah. playing music, you know, creating his own music, uh, making his name for himself throughout the country. Uh, and at this point, you know, a, around the world uh i'm nick driscoll i mean how many people have played carnegie hall right I, that that i mean this guy is a treasure you yeah. know 
and and a multi instrumentalist, and 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 extremely soft spoken, gentle man, and he's uh, such such a talent. So I, I'm I'm thrilled to be playing with these guys. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm I'm looking forward to what you put out this year. Thank you. And I'll, I'll whatever comes, I, I'm going to get some stuff uh, back probably pretty quickly. So I'll send it through. Sweet, dude. I I'm so glad that we talked and that you brought up the Knobles. That that day, I I felt I felt a few things in that moment. And then I'll wrap it up. But I felt like I felt like important for a minute, right? <laughs> and I and oh. I felt I felt in a way that like an angel had been sent my way <laughs> to because you were there. It was it was a mob scene. And I had I'm pretty sure it was around Mother's Day. So it was like me, my wife, my two kids, um, my mom, my uh my brother, his wife, their daughter, and there may have been like two other kids and two other adults. It was there was probably ten to fifteen of us. I feel like and there was. And I knew I saw I saw you. I saw your crew. Our, our crew was like one, two, three, four, five, six. There was like eight of us, and you could fit. I don't know how or twelve or some however many at those double tables and. I just, I just knew it. I, it, it was just, you know, uh, serendipitous, yeah. if you will. What a moment! I'm, and I'm so glad because, again, I, I felt like such a piece of shit. I didn't feel like I was, I showed enough appreciation for the moment because, again, I was. Oh, just, no, you, you were, oh. you were. And I, I mean, I was out. I didn't. You had to do your father, fatherly role. That's yeah. for sure. It was cool. Well, thank you for saving the day. That was uh, awesome. I, my pleasure. That was awesome. Well, Charles, real quick, where can uh, I know you mentioned before, but really, while we wrap things up, where can people find you online? CharlesHavira.com, H A V I R A. Facebook, Instagram, threads, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. Just put my name in, Google it. You'll find you. Google it. Cool. Yeah. Well, dude, thanks again for reaching out. Um, looking forward to again, like I said, the the, mu- the new stuff coming out this year. Um, and uh, I feel like we have to have a beer now at the bog. Oh, yes, please. Yeah, let's set that up. I will. I definitely right. will. Are you going right. to that show at the Ritz? I'm definitely going. Yes, oh. I was going to go to the one, uh, the 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 first one, but I'm I'm we'll go there. We'll, we'll I'll be up. there. I'll be there. So let's definitely let's grab a beer there. All right, it's a date. Awesome. Looking forward to it. All right. Happy Thanks, New Charles. Year. Take care. You too. Thanks.